Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Michelle Delgado. She's the CEO of Heartmetrics with the mission of mentoring and creating positive change for both individuals and organizations. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Amy. It's I'm happy to be here. Yes. Can you share your story with us of becoming sure. a leadership coach and which industries you usually focus on? Sure. One of the things I want to say is I've always been a coach, even when I was working for someone else, I found myself coaching direct reports, colleagues, et cetera. So I think it's always been in my blood. But what was different is that I was impacted by the pandemic in 2020. I was a travel industry executive and I decided instead of doing that, let me go out on my own. And so December of 2020, I did a lot of work got a lot of certifications. And then January of 21, I started Heartmetrics. So actually it's a year today that I filed for my company name. So happy anniversary to me. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. The industry that I started focusing on when I first branched out was the travel industry because it was what I knew. But I found throughout the journey that I had lots of other industries that I liked working with clients. And so I have solopreneurs who are in completely different industries in the travel. I have people who are sales folks. So it's an array of different industries, but mostly I've been working with single individual entrepreneurs. This year's looking a little bit different. So I'm excited. In walking through your journey so far, what are you grateful for? My family and friends have been so supportive of this. They were huge cheerleaders. They said, you could do this. You could do this. I also, I'm a huge believer in having mentors, both in personal and in business. So I have some great mentors and, and former coaches that I still rely on today. And so without them, some of those dark days would be even darker, but they pushed me along. So I'm very grateful for the uh, network and the community that I have behind me. From your perspective, what is emotional intelligence? This is something I say to my clients and I say to myself a lot is that you have to know your audience. To me, you have to customize your listening. You can't have a cookie cutter approach. It doesn't work for everyone the same way. I kind of look at it as if you think of a dance, especially like a tango, there's a defined leader, there's a defined follower, but you have to be in sync with one another in your steps and you have to feel that connection with one another. So to me, you have to really know your audience and you have to customize your approach based on your audience's needs. And that's what it means to me. How can leaders become more aware in the workplace and why is that important? I'll start with why it's important. And I think it's because whether you're a leader and you lead people, because there are leaders who just are leaders naturally and they don't necessarily have direct reports, but whether you're a leader who leads people or not, you have to recognize that for those around you, there's more than just work. There's got to be a work-life balance and you have to be in tune to when somebody shows up at work, whether it's virtual or in the office, you want their whole self. And so be aware that there's other factors in their life that are driving them to do what they do in the workplace. You know, a simple setting up a cadence of one-on-ones with those people who you work with and collaborate with just to hear, put five minutes aside or less 
of what's going on. What can you, what can we help you with? How can we support you in doing what you're doing? What are some of the roadblocks that you might be facing and how do we help you get past that? The risk of not being that kind of a leader is that we keep hearing the coin phrase, the great resignation, you lose good talent. And not only is it a financial impact, but there's also reputation, work culture, all of those things come into play when good people leave. They are connected to other good workers in the office. They could be connected to some of your top clients. And so when you have somebody says, I've had enough, and they're throwing their hands up in the air, you've got a big problem on your hands. So it's really important to stay connected with those who are valuable to you in the workplace. What have you seen this last year in leadership? And um, what do you think are some of the changes that must take place going forward? I do see that there is some shift. You can't help but listen to the social media noise, the the noise on the radio, TV, et cetera, of what's going around us. That coin phrase, like I said before, the great resignation, it's all over the place. The big push of being diverse, including inclusive kind of company is also around us a lot. So there is some shift, but leaders need to look at it as more than not just checking it off the box, but that this is really important for the growth, the mission of the company. And if they really want to thrive in this environment that we're in, they have to be aware of the roadblocks that their employees are facing and see how they can support them to make that shift and give them the guidance they need. In some cases, you may have some people who are just unhappy and and maybe they're not sitting in the right place within your organization, but maybe find out and exhaust all avenues before you just exit from your partnership with them. So what are some of the buzzwords that are out there that are used in leadership and leadership coaching, but many don't really fully understand or grasp the meaning of them? Yeah. So good question. I talked a little bit before inclusive. What does that really mean? To me, inclusive is great, but belonging is even more important. You can't just look at the diversity of the group that you're hiring or that are sitting at the table. You've got to look and see whether, are you really embracing them to bring them into your organization's work culture? Another word is being authentic. Like, what does that mean? I feel like sometimes they just throw out words I think we're all kind of guilty of it. Then you go, well, what does that really mean to us? What do I mean when I'm being authentic? Are you being vulnerable? Are you being honest? Are you being truthful? Are you painting the whole picture? And full transparency. There was an article about, I forget, it was a while ago, but somebody on a Zoom call, a major company got on the call and then just like completely laid off everybody on the call. It was really quite shocking. Yeah, I saw that. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. transparency. Okay. Well, if there was things going on beforehand, there were supposedly leaders on that call as well. So what does transparency really mean? Are you just telling a little bit of the truth or are you being a little bit more open? So I think that those are words that they're kind of throwing around, but they're used very uh, lightly and they should have more importance within the organization. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There really does need to be a good definition of that because we're not all just born into knowing every level and and what it really means. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. For sure. So if there's somebody that's listening and they've experienced a setback in their career, what advice would you give to them to move forward? One of the other words that we 
hear a lot is failure is not an option, or we learn from our failures. And even for myself, starting out on my own, doing what I was doing before was comfortable and doing it on your own, definitely a little bit different. So I've had my failures and setbacks, but they're going to happen. You have to know that it's inevitable, but it's what we do with that failure. How do we learn? So for me, I write it down and I write down, okay, what happened? Why? What could have happened? What could I have done differently? And then make that shift to make that change. A failure is a good lesson, but when you keep doing it over and over again, there's a different problem there. I still today have mentors and coaches that I go to. It's a sounding board. It's, hey, I'm just thinking of this. What are your thoughts? Because somebody else may have a different perspective and really give you some good light on the situation. So I think learn from your mistake, write it down, evaluate what you could have done differently, and then keep going. Sometimes we just have to be uncomfortable and do it anyway. Can you share some of your client success stories with us? I'm glad you asked. I just had one yesterday. I have a client who's traveling and before she left for her trip, she had some pending opportunities of some business to close. And she was kind of apprehensive about whether she should just email them. What if they don't answer all those thoughts that go in your head and you just kind of spin yourself out of control sometimes. I just, we went through a couple of exercises and I said, what's the relationship with this person? How close are you? Do you feel comfortable enough to call them? The phone is a funny thing. We email and text to say, can I call you? It was never the case before. You just picked up the phone and you called. And so she did that. And to fast forward, long story short, not only did she close the pending project that she had on the table, but they booked two more other projects with her. So it was just going through that being uncomfortable, walk it through, go through the questions of what if, what would happen, what's the worst that can happen, and what's the best that can happen. And in this situation, the best happened. She was able to book more than what she originally bargained for. So that was the most recent success story. Another one I had, a woman who's in sales, she wanted to, when we first started working together, build better qualifying sales. She wasn't charging enough. She was kind of giving away a lot of things for free. Some of the things that she was booking was a little on the lower end. And so we started to go through that list of making better pricing strategies for her, et cetera. So fast forward, she went on this long-winded trip and she came back and she was booking like crazy and she was charging like she had never charged before. And she felt comfortable and confident before that. Whenever she charged a fee, she would feel like in her gut, this is not right. What if they say no? What if they walk away? And she's finding like, they're like, sure, let's do it. So that was another nice success story that happened recently. I love that. So in walking through everything that you have and continuing to you know, build your business, what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? I'm going to use a buzzword, but it's been something that has come up more and more which is being vulnerable and being vulnerable. Doesn't mean being weak. Doesn't for me, it's okay to be uncomfortable and do it anyway. It's okay to say no to things that don't serve me well, which has been something I've been able to do and really important. I celebrate my wins, even if they're the smallest win of the day, I journal, I write my to-do list. I set my goals. I've started using some different processes for goal setting, which has been great. And a phrase that somebody said to me, it's like a dose. 
And so a dose actually means dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, which is all the chemicals in the brain that create positive emotion. So that's something that I do. You're going to have those down days. You're going to have those no's that you get, but you just have to say, okay, pick yourself up. Let's open up that vulnerable box and just start being more creative and remembering the wins that you have. I love that. On another podcast, there was somebody that was talking about neuroscience and how when you get into freak out mode, yeah, how all of a sudden you right. can't make good decisions. Yeah. Because you yeah. go into fight or flight and then at that point your subconscious takes over and you're toast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I find that the days that I exercise, I must create more of that dose in my brain because it's like, okay, I'm ready to face on the world in the days that I'm a little sluggish you definitely can walk yourself into a whole tizzy of nonsense and imposter syndrome and all of that. So oh, it, it so definitely true. is a, it's a great chemical. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, if there's somebody that's listening and they'd love to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah. So my email, um, Michelle at heartmetrics.com and it's H-A-R-T-M-E-T-R-E-C-R-I-C-S.com. And my website is heartmetrics.com. Perfect. And I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Happy to be here. And I'm glad to be of help today to anyone who's listening. Yeah, definitely. And if you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week. 